Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents... Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of your favorite podcast, Not Another True Crime Podcast, where we get to talk about scams, conspiracies, crimes, murder, all that good stuff. I'm Sarah Levine, here as always. Um, I'm here with Casey Balsham. Hi, guys. Just Casey. Danny is off living his best life in Spain somewhere. He's in Barcelona, having (laughs) sangria. (laughs) He's literally going to come back and say it like that, and we'll be like, you're off the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, no, no, you can't can't pronounce it like that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's against the law. Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. But we're very jealous. Yes. Yes. We are. He's drinking wine right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I have a very watered I mean, down iced tea. I mean, we could be too. Yeah. The, yeah, we could be. But I, I like mean, respect my job, kind of. There we go. Yeah, and I have to rent a car later. And apparently <laughs> they, they, they frown on it if you have a glass of Franzia before. <laughs> I'm told. Just a little. Um, yeah. Uh, let's play this game that Casey made up. Yes. It's so fun. Casey, okay. you want to explain? This is a new game called My Super Secret Serial Killer <laughs> Behavior. Sounds so, like a show on TLC. <laughs> it does sound like, if you got, if, listen, if at TLC, if you are listening to this and you want to do this <laughs> show i'm so into it i my fee is like 100 bucks so um very affordable very i'm um, very affordable for my ideas so my super secret uh serial co- killer behavior is obviously the thing that you do that when you do it you're like if somebody if, if like somebody knew about this i would probably look like a fucking psychopath Mine, <laughs> i have just like a simple one that i i shared with sarah when i'm writing with a pen i need the cap to be on the back of the pen or else it's like it's doomsday for me. Like it's very yeah. like I don't like using pens without the cap on the back. Which do makes people me feel really are people just out here just using the pen Capless by itself? Pens? Yeah, seriously, that's anarchy. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's like what's next? Like fucking overthrowing the government, which we should. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I it like it for some reason. Like when people ask to borrow a pen, I'll give them the one without the lid, and then they'll yeah, like look like, at me because I'm like, no, this one's mine. Like this one with the lid is mine, and yeah. people are like fine you know like nobody else seems to care i don't know that bothers me which makes me wonder if i'm also a serial killer yeah. i think it's like the weight of the pen there's something it's there's like something it's off to it. without that now i'm trying to write yeah it's like it's too light it's too light there's just My something too free there's just something too messed up about it i just need the lid i need the lid I and agree. it's fucking psychotic what about you do you have a super yeah secret mine serial oh killer man behavior? okay now that i admit it yeah. You guys are going to have to call the police. <laughs> um, but when I'm listening to like the TV, the volume has to be a multiple of five Stop. or else I just like, ugh, I just, Stop. it bothers me so much. That is so going to be, that would, <laughs> uh, that would be in your bio of something that we would Seriously. talk about on a po- podcast. Yeah. When you like, talk about how I snap Sarah. and like go Jody <laughs> Arias on some fuckboy, like that's yeah. what will be in the murderpedia. Oh my entry. God. <laughs> that is so, that's, that's a weird one. That's a, that's a funny. Well, cool. That's a <laughs> cool. I'm not self-conscious about this at all. I can't believe I just admitted this for thousands of people. That's cool. All right. So it's either at five or at 10. So she either can't hear it or it's way too fucking loud. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll like compromise and do seven, but it's, I don't know. It's rough. Seemed to, I could see like the pain in your face even just saying that. No, there's no 2.5. It doesn't work that way. Nope. No, 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 no. You just have to deal with it. Yes, you do. I actually thought about opening this episode by telling our worst a man walks into a bar jokes. Oh, God. Because that is the subject of today's episode. But then I thought that was maybe a little too on the nose. It's a little too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Also, I don't even think I have one. I think I've just blocked out terrible jokes like that from oh. my repertoire. <laughs> well, I still talk to my dad, so there therefore. we go. There we go. <laughs> yes, my dad. Well, my dad. I talk to my dad, but my dad always does this. My dad is so funny, like, because he'll be like, Casey, I feel like your joke should be, you know, he's like, you can be like more mature in your jokes, and then the next day he'll call me. He's like, you ever farted on an escalator? It's fun because then you just leave it with the people behind <laughs> you. And I'm like, cool. You know what? I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's like the ultimate. Yeah, that is so funny. Okay, mm-hmm. my only bad. A guy walks into a bar joke. Here we go. Okay. A guy walks into a bar. Ouch. But um. All right. <laughs> On that note, let's talk about today's crime because Please don't it's unfollow about us. <laughs> <laughs> just unfollow me. That's fine. Or just blame my dad. I feel like that was his joke. He probably made it. it up or something. I love it. I or love found it. it in like a joke book. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like definitely like a toilet joke book for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now that I've cheapened this tragedy yes, uh, with a terrible joke, let's talk about this disappearance because literally a man walked into a bar yes. and does not walk out. Yes. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, some of you guys have like messages about this one. So we heard you. Yeah. By the way, we, l- I love the messages. I oh, love yeah. it. It's been so nice to read you guys and, and to so nice that you guys have been reaching out. Cause like I said, it was, it was a, it was a rough week reading iTunes reviews, but then seeing all the, <laughs> the DMS that you guys have been sending. It's so, so fucking cool. So yeah, keep sending. We love it. We're doing our best. I think all three of us are on there responding and we love it. Um, yeah. Even if we can't do the crimes that you're suggesting like yeah. this season, you know, we, if We're enough people suggest it, like we definitely want to, get to it at some point yeah we're gonna i'm just telling sarah like this weekend i want to like go over everything you guys have suggested and see and and make a little sheet and maybe we'll look into some yeah there's been some really interesting things so please just keep them coming and then a lot of stuff that i had never heard of before which is really interesting i know then i'm like ugh, now i can never sleep again never ever no there's too much crime there's too much crime to investigate (laughs) we like you guys for (laughs) that they need me on the case yeah they really they do need us they need (laughs) us very much so yeah Um, but keep dming us it's natc pod also we got some good responses in the facebook group um at not another true crime group so keep posting in there like keep it active it's really fun love you guys love it thank you guys um so of course yeah we're taking uh, a suggestion that I, i think you guys suggested uh last season which is the missing uh person case of brian schaefer yes brian schaefer so for those of you guys who don't know who brian is and this is mostly for medium he was born on february 25th 1979 he was a son of randy and renee schaefer he also had a brother Derek. he grew up in pickerington ohio Mm -hmm. and he graduated high school in 1997 he attended the ohio state university for undergrad um he graduated from undergrad in six years with a microbio degree yeah I thought I was like, huh. Okay. And then in 2004, he started med school at Ohio State at their med school. And fun fact about Brian, yes. he had a Pearl Jam tattoo and his real dream was to start a band and play music like Jimmy Buffett's music. Yeah. He was like one of those people. I, I bet. I mean, like, God rest his soul. But I bet if he was 50, he would have been that person that quit being a doctor and yeah, like moved to Miami. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and wore Hawaiian shirts all the yeah, time. Or moved to like Bermuda and just yeah. was like, you know what? A total midlife crisis, like starting a cover band. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, it's crazy. But yeah, he was. A, I wonder he was if a he had any pants. musical talent. I don't know. I mean, like he must have probably if he would if he dabbled, if he wanted to. I mean, <laughs> if he liked music that much that he wanted to be in a band. Secretly. Right. I know. Um, I wish that had ever co- like I in all our research that never came up anywhere. I was like, did he actually play an instrument? Yeah. Or this was just like a pipe dream for him. Yeah. Nobody actually said if he they had heard him sing or anything like no. that. Just that he enjoyed it. But he was kind of like strapping like he was like kind of tall, dark and handsome. 
from the yeah. pictures. Oh yeah, like definitely. But like smart, tall, dark, and handsome. And he mm-hmm. did seem to like have it all going for him. Yeah. Like he had this long-term girlfriend, Alexis Wagner, who is a fellow med student, and he was actually planning to go to Miami with her. Like yeah. what a week after he disappeared. Yeah. And he was going to no, propose. Couple days, oh, I a think. couple days. Yeah, and I it, think it was over the weekend. Oh yeah, like, you're they right. They were going to go on Monday. And he was supposed to propose. Like I guess no, it was not a secret because everyone knew about this. Um, but unfortunately he'd had a bit of a family tragedy as well. In March, 2006, his mom passed away from a form of bone marrow cancer. So he clearly had a lot on his plate at this time. Yeah. He's yeah. going through a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's reported that like his friends were like, you know, he was dealing with his mother's death really well, but secretly maybe he wasn't because obviously i mean how well can you deal with anything like that you know i know i can't imagine and it seems like they were a pretty yeah absolutely it seems like they were just from what we've been reading and what kind of the follow-up of 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 his dad's involvement in the case and Mm -hmm. even the things that his brother said um that they were a really tight-knit family so i can only imagine what losing you know your matriarch would do to yeah for sure um but let's get into actually kind of what happened on the night that brian disappeared so it's friday march 31st the year is 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I say years. Um, Friday, March 31st. So he was actually supposed to go out with his brother and his wife. Um, and his brother canceled. And so he ended up going out with his dad. Um, and they go out and they get like this gorgeous steak dinner. Um, and his dad notices that he actually is looking. His dad is Randy. Um, his dad actually notices that Brian is looking kind of haggard, kind of ragged. And he's just assuming because this is a Friday, March 31st was the beginning of spring break. Mm-hmm. So Brian had just been like studying for finals like he had just done all these tests. So it, it makes sense that he was like a little fucking pooped, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which also makes me feel like a bad like friend because i don't think i ever really notice when people are looking tired you know what i mean i just because well, we're women and we're not supposed to tell people when they look tired maybe that's <laughs> Cause why it's always because there's that that, like, that oh. joke of like oh that means i look like shit when it's like true you know maybe you guys take brian j for case maybe if a friend looks tired don't let them go out with clint mm, um clint is the guy that he ended up going out with um after he went to dinner with his dad um, so Clint, what was Clint's last name again? I, we, we didn't have put it, it there. Oh, I forget. Okay. So he ends up going out with this guy, Clint, that both kind of his dad and his brother say, we didn't really know much about Clint. He was just kind of a friend of his. Um, but what's weird is that both the dad and brother Derek both have stated that they had weird feelings about him just going out that night. Nothing about Clint, but like his dad. That's interesting. Cause I wonder so if that's something you say in retrospect After. to like, totally to make it sound like you i don't know knew more i don't know you know like yeah or just i just felt so bad because uh, what kind of guilt they must be carrying like yeah. the dad was like i wish he didn't go out and the brother was like well if the he bro- hadn't canceled the, the brother that survivor's hadn't canceled, guilt has got to yes. be pretty rough yes yeah, so i was just thinking about both of them in this yeah. situation that they both kind of had these things having to do with that night and obviously what happened is tragic um but so so he ends up going out with clint after this gorgeous steak dinner with his dad um at 9 p.m he meets clint at the ugly tuna saluna which was a seafood restaurant and bar um known for like i think they had like the syringes of jello oh shots, yeah it was trashy fish bowls, every kind of tijuana dream you've ever fucking had mm-hmm. right there in ohio it was just um, like a frat party at a bar wings. from like what i would read on reddit yeah. it was just like a fucking hot mess oh yeah and in true hot mess bar s- status, it was like in a strip mall. <laughs> like, yeah, I it feel was like, so weird. I feel like every good TGA Fridays so or Margaritaville is like next to an eyeglass. Well, center every place or we would like, <laughs> I went to um, school in Atlanta, and like yeah. every place we would go to underage 
like was always in a strip mall. Everything was a strip mall. Oh yeah. So strange. Yeah, it's so strange. So this was no different. Um so they went there at uh nine PM. Also it's called the Ugly Tuna Saluna, which you know, I'm kind of like all for like kind of like a, a funny stupid a fun, name. Yeah. A funny rhymed name, but uh but ugly tuna saluna. Yeah. It's like bad shit's gonna go down there yeah it's eventually gonna go down that's very true i also just can't not think of the office when i every time i read that name oh was that on the office well no because andy calls jim big tuna like all the time big tuna yeah so now there's a show ruined for you yes (laughs) um but so they go to this ugly tuna saluna and um uh, they start drinking and at about 10 p.m. So it's about an hour after they've been there. So he's probably he's probably not that buzzed up, but maybe he had some wine at dinner. But he ends up calling his girlfriend, Alexis, um, and just kind of randomly just telling her he loves her. And this is a Friday. And then the Miami, they were supposed to go to Miami on, on the Monday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess that's not that out of character. Um, I would hope not. No. Yeah. Just to call. But I mean, I sometimes I go meet my boyfriend. Like sometimes I'll be out to like 4 a.m. And sometimes I have to tell him, like, you can text me and ask me where I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially what if I die? So, uh, 10 p.m., he calls Alexis and tells her that he loves her. Um, and after that, him and Clint decide to go on a bar crawl. So, again, this is something that maybe he's not I don't not think it's like an organized everything. bar crawl. I no. think they just kind of like hop around. Yeah. They just kind of, I mean, it's it's been described as a bar crawl just because I think they went to a bunch of different bars. Yeah. And then they took a shot at every bar they went to. Right. Per Clint. Per Clint. Clint's like, we only drink one shot at each bar. And I'm like, uh, yeah. sure, Clint. But also, even if you went to just four bars, yeah, that's you'd still be, kind of like... You'd be kind of turned. You'd be... You'd definitely... I mean, because I don't know anybody that just drinks shots without like Ugh. a beer back. Or I do know like that. one friend and she is crazy. That's her serial killer trait. Is that she only drinks shots? She only shots? drinks chilled vodka shots. What a wild ride. It's crazy. How could you... Yeah. Okay. I don't know how she does it. It's Kay, Kay York City. She hosts the Bachelor podcast. Oh, nice. Hi, Kay. She's insane. But <laughs> she we love only, her. <laughs> she only drinks chilled vodka. It's it's a lot. I don't know how she manages. Super secret but anyway. serial killer behavior. Also, send yes. us your se- super secret killer serial. Can I say that? I can't even I don't say know. the word. You invented super a tongue twister. <laughs> send us some um, on our on our, on our our Instagram. Okay. So um, they have the barcode. They have a shot at each. Um, and then after midnight, Clint's friend Meredith Reed comes uh, and meets them up. And they end up going back to the Ugly Tuna Saluna. And at 1.15, they're caught on CCTV riding an escalator up to the bar again. Because it's a strip mall. Um, yeah. And if there's an escalator to your bar... Okay. Uh, and so 115, that was the last time they were caught on camera. Or no, 2 a.m. was. Uh, per Fox 8 Cleveland, an entrance camera showed Schaefer entering the Ugly Tuna Saluna at 115, but then not leaving. But I, I wonder if this is a point where we should like take a pause and try to just explain the layout of this bar because it's very confusing. And if you like can't somewhat picture it in your head, you're going to yeah. be like lost until the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So essentially this bar is like in a sort of building that has other things so one of those the main other thing was like a movie theater right and you would enter on just like i don't know it's just like a foyer or something like it's not it's not really anything and then you have to take an escalator like up to where the movie i think the movie theater was on the left yeah and then the bar is like on the right under like a there was like a little passageway from the escalator like from the escalator you still had to kind of like cross over like almost like a little sky bridge Mm -hmm. i mean like a trashier version of a sky bridge (laughs) to get to there um but this in general this gateway complex was kind of a maze yeah, I mean, honestly, I just went on Reddit as I do. So I'm just going to like read some parts yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah, yeah. this Reddit user who's reportedly been. It's Mohawks13 is the Reddit. So basically, he or she says that, okay, so this is a bar inside of a giant building that also housed a movie theater and several business offices. And they note, it's a weird it's building. It's a weird building, yeah. 
So the only way into the ugly tuna is the front door, and then you take an elevator or the escalator or stairs. At the top of the stairs and the escalator, you have the ugly tuna entrance on your right, the movie theater on your left, and then straight ahead, there is three employees-only doors. So apparently the right door opens into offices. The middle one is where there's a freight elevator and you need a key to go up or down the elevator. Um, Then there's a locked door on the left that opens to a staircase that goes to the movie theater offices and the projection room. And that door also requires a key. Um, Basically, it's like there's this bar, there's the movie theater. Then there's all these employee doors that you like need a key to get to. So presumably like no member of the public would be there. Right. So that's like basically what you need to know for now is like you have to in order to get anywhere in this strange building, you have to. Well, yeah, you have to go up these escalators or the stairs or an elevator. Yeah. But Brian was always using the escalator and that's how he gets caught on camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's just a little bit of a layout and, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about this more we'll like more when we get into theories. Yeah. Cause there's a couple theories but about yeah, this Yeah. It's a little place. overwhelming like, to just dump all that info at once. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, um, so, and I'm so sorry, I misspoke and I said one, one fifteen was the last time he was seen, but that was actually not the last time that he was seen no. on camera because, but that's about, the last time he was seen actually entering yes, the bar. That Cause was, then it gets yep. a little murky. It gets very, very murky. Cause an, another camera show that he hadn't gone out of any of the emergency exits either like every single person who entered the bar last that night was seen leaving except for Schaefer like mm-hmm. which is so weird though because even when I saw the picture it looked like so grainy that I'm like how could you right even... it was like 2006 yeah it's like so technology wasn't what it was so but still I I mean I uh, can only assume that they had to find yeah fine tooth comb it and they I'm sure they did yeah but um at about 2 a.m there was um brian was caught outside talking to two women yeah it's um, like 155 he yeah. was on the security camera yeah and then it gets weird because he it depends where what you read like medium said he's caught re-entering the bar it's not really true he appears right. to re-enter the bar like he what he does is he moves off camera in the direction of the bar so people yeah. assume he re-entered but you don't really 100 percent know no that's kind of like a 50 50 theory right yeah there, of just like where he went after he said goodbye to his friends these two women right yeah. it's kind of like he perhaps went back in the bar at 2 a.m but maybe not because the bar also closed at 2 a.m and they started kicking everyone out and then when everyone starts leaving brian was nowhere to be found yeah his friends thought that maybe uh, i think clint had said something clint or or um what's her name again meredith meredith had said that he said he was going to go back in and talk to the band yeah, there was like, like a band playing that night. There was a band playing. Right. And obviously, you know, we said like Brian liked music. But I don't feel like I read anything that said that the band was questioned or that the band. Like, right. Knew, I don't you know, know what I mean. I don't, we don't even know who the, the band doesn't even seem to play a thing. But apparently it was a reason that he was supposed to go back into um, the bar. Or he could have just gone back in to like find his friends because they were inside. He was outside talking to those two random girls. Yeah. And we're also operating under the assumption that they were all hammered. So. Yeah, I know. Us trying to like reason drunk people logic yeah. is like a fool's errand. Yeah, it's really there. There is no logic. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you make chickpea pasta in a blackout last Friday night, and you know. Uh, sometimes when your name is Casey. <laughs> sometimes when your name is Casey, you so you play with fire in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah, but basically <laughs> the gist is like so. Brian goes into the bar. He's outside the bar. The bar closes. Everybody leaves. Everyone else who had left that bar was accounted for, yeah. except for him. Yeah, and Clinton Meredith left without him. Right. And uh, he hasn't been seen since. And he hasn't been seen since. So the investigation obviously had to start because uh, 
what happened then throughout the weekend is that Alexis kept trying to call him and call him and call him and call him, and um, and he, she wasn't able to get a hold of him, and so. It and no one until, really thought anything of it no, for not, a couple days. For a couple days. She kind of, which I get, like the next day she was like, well, you went out the night before. Yeah, so yeah. you were probably you're like, all right, maybe you're hungover. Yeah, exactly. Which, you know, I always, if I have a really bad hangover, I disappear the next day. <laughs> I'm like, I can't deal with it. You anything. have to. You just go I, off the grid. You, ha- you honestly, you have to. You have to just like watch Netflix and, and stop. But so it wasn't until Alexis actually just kind of hoped that he would show up to the airport on Monday mm-hmm. for their trip. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. So that's when she kind of called his dad. And that's when they, well, she might've called his dad the day before, but that's when they started the investigation and actually um, right. reported him missing. Um, and so obviously they started the search at the ugly tuna because they had the cameras. And then mm-hmm. there was also some other nearby bars that I think they checked the cameras. And yeah. Again, no sign of them. Um, what there was though, there's the service door or exit that opened onto a construction site. Um, right. So basically like, they were assuming that he would have left out of the front door, but he could have also left the bar out of this weird service exit. Yeah, but everybody was kind of saying, like, it's really hard. It was a hard site to navigate when you were sober, let alone hammered. Yeah, but I'm like, okay, drunk people have done stupider things. And they somehow, like, somehow have always... Always end up unscathed. Always end yeah, up yeah. in your bed, yeah? <laughs> in your bed. In your bed. You <laughs> that always, too, that too. You always end up asleep somewhere. Like, I've, you know, attempted pajamas... Right. Right. To me, like them saying that it's difficult to navigate doesn't in any way rule that out because like that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like if he was in a drunk and like adventurous mood and was like, oh, I'm going to go scale this construction site or whatever. Yeah. Like that that might not stop him. Also, we don't know what that means. Like what we don't, di- we don't know what this construction site like looked like, like what was happening, yeah. like, you know. Were there just like beams everywhere? Were there know, holes also, that you could fall into? Like, no, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I think that there, yeah, there were some, some holes, like definitely because it's one of my, one of my theories when we, when we talk right. about that. We'll but that. also it seems kind of crazy to not have like, it, am I crazy to think that maybe they should have locked the exit door that goes to a construction site? Well, that's site? the other thing. It's like, you're in this bar that you know, people are going to get drunk. And, and how do you not have yeah. an emergency, like a proper emergency exit? That just seems like a tragedy waiting to happen. Yeah. And apparently uh, uh, some more stuff about this building is that a lot of times, like there's a lot of people that have worked there that said, once you, there, there are some weird corridors and hallways where mm-hmm. they've been locked up. People that worked in yeah. the building have like gone out and exit and then everything, they get locked out. So they've had to call security. So yeah. they know this about this area. And even she had said, she's like, I've seen drunk people from the bar roaming around these halls. Cause right. they, you cook, think they it's got a bathroom. Out. Yeah. You, that's what someone on this person on Reddit was saying. Yeah. Basically that there's like, there's all these doors that are marked employees only, but that's not going to stop you if you're drunk. No. And like you go, you get into a, you go through a door, then you have to get a key to go to the next door the door yeah. behind you won't open and you just get stuck yeah and so so it, I, I don't know i guess I, it it's just so strange. seems but it also just seems a little irresponsible to have a, a construction site not locked up you I know mean, especially yeah, at night no next to a bar no kidding that just seems like a fucking liability to me yeah i mean it's, i mean it, it just absolutely seems crazy yeah um so so again they this the search and investigation it started with with him missing and then again they went over all the cameras and um seemingly still from all the other bars and from Ugly Tuna. Right. And there they was, just, everybody was accounted for. Right. Except for, except for Brian, Brian Schaefer. Mm-hmm. So then this, I mean, the search more or less hits like a dead end because there's not a lot yeah. of info. Um, yeah. The dad had hired a psychic who 
I know. Uh, I mean, I'm but I, I get it. Like I would. I, yeah. I think we. I would do the same thing. Well, like or I maybe I hired a psychic, but yeah. the psychic like contacted the dad and basically like told yeah. them to surge a body of water. I know you hate that because I remember when Maura Murray, I was like so leaning into the medium, and you were like, "How could you believe that? It's such bullshit." Uh, I think those people are vultures. I, I also, th- but where is the where are the ideas coming from? Then they've got to come from somewhere. I don't know reality. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so psychic. But they did. Li- they did listen to this. Like the did. dad searched this river that flows through Columbus, adjacent to the OSU campus, which is a mile from Brian's apartment. But mm-hmm. they didn't find him. Um, another interesting thing was that there was no activity on Brian's cell phone or bank account after he disappeared, except yeah. one night in September, Alexis <laughs> just kept calling his phone all yeah, the time. Like I would do that. Hmm. I think she also like kind of wanted to like listen to the voicemail. Yeah. And it usually went straight to voicemail, but then one night in September, it rang three times. Um, and singular said that was probably caused by a glitch, which is like wow, the most cruel glitch ever. I know. I know. I know. But the weird thing was that it was th- like they pinged the cell towers. It was detected um, in a cell tower like 14 miles n- northwest of Columbus. But so the, I don't know. That just seemed to be like a dead end. Because um, he had his phone and his wallet, so he never used them again. But he had them on him, right? He didn't. They didn't find his phone. Right. And his they wallet didn't find at his it. house. They just found his car. Right. Yeah, because like nothing was when they searched too. Like nothing was out of order at his house. His right. car was oh, parked. Yeah, his car in was his still spot. there. They thought he was there. Yeah, the car wasn't. Again, I keep drawing comparisons to to the Maura Murray, but like more yeah. like packed up shit. Like there was yeah, a little she bit of like a, she was had some kind of plan. Brian yeah, just but seemed Brian, like it, it's truly uh, just an up and disappeared. Yeah, and, for real. And never. Yeah, no cards were used. No phones were used. Um, that's fucking it. Uh, the only other thing that is like semi of note depending who you are is that everyone who saw him on that day he disappeared took a lie detector test except for clint even the right actually though the two women he was talking to outside the bar were not asked to take a polygraph but right police did talk to them yeah police talked to them but clint uh he just refused clint refused and then he lawyered up which yeah. i think people are taking people are, are acting like Pe- it's crazy people but are so, people always like do that they're like yeah. he's guilty and i'm like Okay, if the police asked me if I saw, like, I don't know, someone blow through a stop sign, I would probably get a lawyer because you just, like, it's just self-preservation. I I don't, I think it's just smart. I mean, if there's anything we learned from making a murderer, like, police will make you confess to something that you didn't fucking do. Do you know what I mean? Like, Like, I think being as the last person who saw somebody alive presumably i mean we yeah. don't know if he said or not but but as being the last person who saw a missing person i'm sure that the cops are going to really try to fucking right like get, like get their claws in you and and try to make you assume some guilt so i think yeah I, I, it was smart of clint to get a lawyer i agree even though it seems cold even though it seems guilty I, I agree. I mean, there's also a reason that polygraphs aren't admissible in court, and it's because they're not yeah. really reliable. They're just measuring how stressed you are. Yeah, but at and the if time, your friend went missing, were. like, really? I well, mean, they're not anymore. Not anymore. No, but I think this was, I mean, polygraphs were kind of like, I feel like the, um, what's it called? What, the, the bird in the hole? What is it called? Like a smoking what? gun? Smoking gun. Yeah. Nailed it. This, thank you. The, um, the bird in the hole. That's a saying, right? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But I feel like at the time, like polygraphs were. Don't you at remember? Like, I still feel like, yeah, late I 90s, don't know. early 2000s. I feel like everybody was taking polygraph tests. I feel like that was yeah, the only way that they I were solving they, anything. People still take them, but they they just can't use them in evi- like as 
they can't use them in court as evidence. Yeah. But police can still make you submit to one. But they kind of just use that as more of like a gotcha type moment. Yeah. I think you can't like submit it as evidence to the court that this person no, did I this. No, I think it is more of just like an observation thing. It's like, let me actually, uh, they probably learn more just watching how people react. But obviously, like since we know a it's lot about like serial killers. Tool, and psych- basically. Yeah. But well, since we know so much about psychopaths and serial killers, those like the real truly crazy people would not even fucking react. If you right. were like, did you kill somebody? They'd probably be like, Oh, oh, like, are right. you kidding me? Like, they would act so cool. And like, I would probably, if somebody asked me if I killed someone, I would probably freak out and sweat more than somebody that actually killed someone just because I'd be so, like, thrown off. I feel like know? I freaked out if I've, like, accidentally taken a pen from the restaurant or whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you guys know what I did the other day that what? didn't make me freak out? Um, there's a new self-checkout at my grocery store. Oh, what did you do? But it so doesn't work. I got <laughs> bread. <laughs> I stole bread. Oh, my God. <laughs> I stole bread and I stole chick- Lock her up. And I stole chickpea pasta because that shit is expensive oh and my delicious. God. And then I made it for you. Lock her um, up. Casey, you're going straight to jail. See ya. Fuck you. <laughs> um, yes. I, Honestly, I s- please be our person, our correspondent from the inside of prison <laughs> oh my god send me send, send me to jody send me to anna yes. send me to anna oh, anna yeah we'll send you to rikers send me to rikers that's close I think that's I, like yeah we LaGuardia. can like see rikers from like yeah. our apartment that's like a travel <laughs> destination at this point okay so let's talk about our theories yeah let's talk about the theories of what we think happened now that we have gone completely off topic and told you that i stole bread um <laughs> there Should we just sum up okay let's just sum up the yes. crime real quick brian yes. schaefer med student i mean it's very easy he goes into a bar he does not come he out. He does not come out. That's it. That's it. So I mean, this is where we're at. This is this this is basically the information that this is all they still have after They don't have years? a lot. Yeah, after 15 years. So all we can do is theorize. All we can do is assume and speculate. Not assume. All we can do is speculate and regret yes. it. So there is a theory that foul play. So a lot of people had said, a lot of people that got in college in that area had said, um, you know, it wasn't a great area at the time. I think they've since cleaned it up. It definitely up. wasn't. I was even yeah. in Columbus like last year and it was still, I mean, still it was fine, shady. but they were still. I didn't feel like it was shady, but they were still pushing the fact like, oh, it's so nice now. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, they're not they're not over that past. Right. I, I feel th- I think that um, I read one article that said they they were trying to clean up the area because it's around the college and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people actually thought that the area lost some of its character when they tried to like clean it up and make it this kind of strip. I feel like that always happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But. At the time, people were reported as saying that it was there was some crime in that area. Mm-hmm. It was there was some seedy characters. So there is a theory that there was foul play. That maybe he was just he put on a hat when he left, and that's why we couldn't see him on the camera. And then somebody killed him outside. Me and Sarah hate that theory, and we think it's, it's also boring. like if that's all it takes <laughs> to beat police detectives is a hat like let's go back and review this footage why don't yeah. we yeah it that feels, seems ridiculous yeah we're, we're not sure we me and sarah both really hate the foul play idea because it just is so yeah there's also like a theory that he started walking back to his apartment and then got picked up by somebody he knew and again, killed, tandem which, car Maura again Murray. i know it's always possible but like that could that could happen to anyone at any time. Like it it's not can. a truly compelling theory, given like what yeah. we know about what yeah. happened. And neither one of us believe it, so that's why right. it's, it's which complex. means it's objectively false. Which means <laughs> it's not true. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, like we stated, this fucking building that is sorry, I said fuck a lot. The, the, this building, <laughs> this building that was where the bar was, was so weird and such a maze. I have a theory about the construction site based mm-hmm. on one thing I read that put this theory into my head that he could have possibly mm-hmm. fallen into an open ditch mm-hmm. in the construction site. And then when they came in the next day, they poured concrete over him. They don't look <laughs> into the hole. 
I, don't I know, know it's happened before because yeah. I like read I saw stuff on Reddit where like some guy fell into like what's essentially a hollow pillar yeah. as they were constructing it and no one like found it. Yeah. But I but think so. it happens more than I, I mean, I don't think it happens a lot, but I think it probably would happen more than any of us would suspect just because sure. I, there's probably a lot of different people that just kind of come in, you know, they start construction really early. Right. Maybe if someone hadn't had their coffee yet, they just started doing the job. Like, cause I, I don't think that they're that like, why would, you know, most of the time construction sites are right, closed you're not off. looking for it. Yeah. They're closed off. And most of the time they are like these like super locked away. Right. Scenes. And if you're like, obscured then yeah and what how we don't know how deep if this was a hole oh. or whatever so there's a theory this is kind of like somewhat what i believe is that he fell into it because there's we haven't found a body nobody's come forward but here's uh, why I, I don't know i don't think that that okay. is the case it's because the ugly tuna was it, it underwent this huge renovation like a couple years ago right and i think that they would have found him during that renovation but we don't know how deep we don't know well, I don't know anything about the original construction site. Yeah. We don't know anything about these like renovations. Yeah. But I would like to believe that they would have found it. I know. Him. I mean, that's it. I, here's the thing. Well, all of these, I want answers. Right. I want them to dig up everything. I, I And I actually feel like they... Um, they should. I think I read something that they actually... Um, was it the bar? They let the dad... They let the... Um, cops like kind of dig around in the mm -hmm. area i think that they're they did allow for some of that um and they didn't find anything it just but seems crazy just, that like someone would disappear from a bar and then they wouldn't like dig up the construction site but i guess there's I like know. money and politics and I bureaucracy know. involved I, I guess there's a, there's a lot of things but about everything kind of insane. yeah but so that's that's one of the theories about the building there's also another theory which i think is kind of hilarious not hilarious but i think it's kind it's of rid it's ridiculous because it was said by an old manager of the ugly tuna saluna he was like he like told somebody kind of it just kind of seems kind of creepy he's like you know what i think i think that he was partying with the staff um none of whom work there anymore so they wouldn't talk to anybody uh they were partying with the staff and then he like overdosed or they accidentally killed him and then they disposed of the body i mean i don't Come understand on. why people like love to think that if someone overdoses in your presence the first response is, is for you to cover it up yeah yeah but that we've happened i mean that happened in like lauren spear that's a huge theory like yeah. maura murray that's even a theory like yeah people just like to think this i don't i mean it, whatever i like to live in like an idealistic world where if someone was overdosing you would get them to the hospital it's also like but, do, you, do you think that really that there's a group of people that worked together at a bar called the ugly tuna saluna that made this lifelong this, like, pact yeah this blood oath not <laughs> telling people that they killed brian Sh like i just there, there's no way that i feel like that they could live with that guilt and I feel like I there's no, I mean, also it's like one of them would have been like, yeah, one of them I feel like would have said, yeah, he was hanging out with us after like one of them would That's, have come for like in the story. And well, said that he was maybe out unless they did kill him, then none of them would admit that they'd seen him. I just don't believe that there is a group of people in Ohio that are all harboring this fucking secret. Um, I think shadier things have happened in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And the, the other thing that, I mean, the only thing that gives that theory, like some kind of credence is that, presumably the staff would understand this like maze of doors of going in and out so they would be able yeah. to like get around everything undetected i mean not that it's even that i don't think it was i think people put too much like emphasis on the security cameras because there were there were ways in and out of that bar without the security cameras yeah. also the security cameras like were not perfect they had blind spots and they would yeah. like pan yeah so it wasn't like it was and like if was you like would time manual, it, right? Yeah, one was yeah. manual, one would kind of sweep. So yeah. it's like if you would just time it, you wouldn't get caught by the camera, you know? This is all a lot. 
I know. This is all a it's lot. It's pretty fucking crazy. I started researching this at 10 p.m. And I, I was know. like, that was a huge <laughs> you mistake. Like, I'm going to be up forever. I also just think if you know that you're going to try to elude the, like, because I also don't think that there's a world in which he purposefully eluded the camera. Like, I, you know, I think after a couple shots, you're not thinking about well, eluding a camera. Yeah, I don't know. Or I, and I, and I truly don't believe that there was this, that the staff ushered him out secretly and that they were all eluding cameras. Yeah. I just think that that's weird. I, I but guess it's it's weird. They're all these theories are pretty weird. Yeah, and it does kind of lend itself to another theory, which is <laughs> so weird. Um, this theory that. is that Brian started a new life. He's he's living somewhere in he the just Caribbean, up and I don't know, vanished and what's the word like went off the grid. Yeah, because I mean, okay, the reasons like make sense logically. I guess yeah. like he lost his mom two weeks ago. Two weeks before the disappearance, he had pressure regarding this proposal. Like maybe he didn't want to get married. Yeah, there med was some school is notoriously mm-hmm. incredibly, incredibly stressful. Mm-hmm. So is being a doctor. Yeah. He also they there was uh, one report that said that he him and his girlfriend had had this talk like a, a week or two before mm-hmm. all this, where he actually was like, I think you should be with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I read that, and then that's kind of I think why. Oh no! Was the, was the trip planned before, or was the trip kind of in response to like I don't him know, saying actually. this and then them planning this thing? There's so, something I don't there because there was also the proposal, but there was there was a weird thing mm-hmm. where he had actually told his girlfriend go be with someone else. So some people used that and ran with it as a reason of him trying yeah. to start over. People used his mom, uh, yeah. his mom dying, and that he was not actually handling it that well as a right. reason that he wanted to start over. But you still have your dad and your brother. I actually right. read this one woman who wrote a book. I forget what her name was, but she was like my theory. Oh boy. She, she's yeah. <laughs> and she again she she very much was like this is just what i'm saying just based on my own experience she's like i lived a life i hated for so many years and i just pretended because of my family and all that stuff and when i finally broke free of that and like wrote the so she her theory was kind of that like she maybe, believes that he started a new life she believes that maybe he wasn't as happy in his life as, he, see as that. he was leading on and that he was kind of just needed a, f- a break well there was kind of a a red herring that led people to believe that he did start a new life so oh yeah 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 in september 2008 randy died in a storm it was so sad a like he went accident. outside to check something and just like a tree a branch just kind of so sad killed him and so yeah it, the, this story just gets more tragic especially for derek who's oh, like now poor, the only surviving member of this family yeah he yeah. so on randy's obituary which was posted online there was a comment that said, Dad, I love you, love Brian, and it was posted from the U.S. Virgin Islands. <sighs> but then that comment was traced to a public computer in Franklin County. So yeah. fuck you, person who did that. I know. I can't believe that they couldn't find that. But like, that's so cruel to do. Yeah. Especially, but it's like, also like fucking stupid because it's like, do you really think Brian Schaefer would go through all this effort to disappear himself and then be like, Hey, Dad, it's me, Brian, your son? Like, yeah. no, yeah, no. like. Exactly. Okay. It's still just the whole it's that stupid. whole that whole thing creeps me out though. Like that somebody would go through that trouble or that even but even well, just it bef- is creepy for it, sure. Before I even read that when I first read the first sentence about that, before I read that it was traced back to Franklin County, yeah. I was kinda like <gasps> like it, it was it kind of made me feel like I like I was watching like some kind of movie you know, like yeah. um, what is that double jeopardy when she sees him? And she's I don't like, know. What? That movie double I know, you know I haven't movie? seen it. Oh, it's just basically like her husband dies she's framed for killing him and then she like sees him yeah it's a great movie you guys ashley judd what is that late 90s good show it's some really good it's some good stuff tommy lee jones in all his glory (laughs) 
anyway add it to the list watch it (laughs) (laughs) there were also sightings of brian in atlanta and sweden but those turned out to be hoaxes yeah they followed him yeah so i mean okay i just i i know there's a lot of people who believe this theory and here's why i don't because if you're gonna go through all this effort to make yourself disappear why would you do it in the most complicated manner when yeah. you know that you're likely going to get caught on security camera, when yeah. you know there's going to be a police investigation, why not just like, I don't know, tell people you're going somewhere and then just go somewhere else yeah. or just like go home and yeah. then and then disappear from home. Like no one would think to look for you for a few days as evidenced by the fact that no one reported him missing for a few for days. A couple days. Also, I, I think it's important now. That's why kind of I think because this is a theory that's out there and Mm -hmm. open, that's still why a lot of people are wanting Clint wanted Clint to talk more. But I will say Clint's lawyer made a really good point in this theory Hmm. about saying if Clint were to know more, if Brian was alive, it would be Brian that was causing everyone this pain, not Clint, which I thought is a really good. It's like, we're putting all this on this guy that saw him. Like, do you know if he's alive or not? And it's like, even if he is like, that's not, I'm not the one that did this to you. It's Brian, you know? And so I I thought that was a good point. It's a pretty good point. I guess I just feel like unless your life is in danger or you're suffering like serious abuse or like whatever. Like it's kind of fucked up to do that to your loved ones. Yeah. And like, do you know what I mean? Like if my friend was like, all right, I'm not happy with my life. Like I'm not happy in med school. I'm going to disappear. And like, I need you to keep that secret. I don't think I would unless there was a real reason for me to keep that secret. Yeah. You know, Yeah. it's just such such a weird, but there is part of me, even though I think that he has passed and I think that it was, like he fell somewhere drunk and maybe there's cement on top of him. There's part of my heart that really hopes he's in a Buffett cover, cover band. Somewhere. I know. There's part or of me like that really Maura hopes. Or like Murray he, in Canada. Oh, there's part of me that hopes that he's banging on a tambourine somewhere. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Playing in a Jimmy cover, Jimmy Buffett cover band in I the hope sky. He's, I hope he's got a parrot on his shoulder somewhere. Uh, Same. With yeah. like a margarita. Yes. That's what we all want in life. That's and what death, we, to be honest. Truly. Oh, Bury me so with tequila. <laughs> Okay, here's another theory, and this is with yeah. Sarah. This is Sarah's theory. This is my genuine belief. It is wild. Don't <laughs> come belief. for me. <laughs> I do think I do believe this it because as sense, I was though. like investigating this, I was like, wait a second. So this reminds me, I did this bonus episode. You guys should go listen to it. I interviewed a bunch of retired NYPD detectives who are big proponents of this. It's like a serial killer slash conspiracy theory called yes. the Smiley Face Killers. Basically, the gist of this theory is that there's likely a group of people because it's really spread out geographically who target um like able-bodied college-aged men mm-hmm. drown them that have been drinking that have been drinking. that have been drinking yes that yes. have been drinking so they target these men they how crazy they though. drown they don't them tra- target women for once I you mean, know we gotta take once, the w where we can once, you know i'm a <laughs> yeah seriously but when i read that i was like this is a crazy that's a like college age yeah. strong men who've right. been drinking and that's why like so they drown them because i feel like men are just known to do risky dumb things so you yeah. wouldn't think twice about some guy getting drunk and then jumping in their hudson or whatever this is true and then where their bodies end up being found there's always some type of graffiti it's mm-hmm. actually so it's not always a smiley face which is like a common misconception i spoke to um kevin gannon Ooh. who was on he's basically the expert and like the lead proponent on this theory he was also on um 
this oxygen special called like smiley face killers the hunt for justice or something so he's like the lead authority in this Ooh. theory okay um but so basically the graffiti is not always a smiley face there's like several patterns of graffiti that like they tend to see near these bodies but it's always there's always some graffiti yeah okay so i was investigating this i was like hmm interesting because brian was drunk he was i mean he's 27 yep he fits the description and, and it was, was at in the, the bar. midwest smiley face colors were well all in, were, they're they're everywhere they were like i thought it was mainly like wisconsin minnesota Ohio, no like i mean those. they've been found in like pennsylvania oh, like have. i think okay. other countries are okay. and new york <gasps> like the someone was found in bay ridge so stop yeah so they're they're everywhere um Yikes. and also he lived a mile from that river yeah so I was like, yo, this sounds like the smiley face killer to me. I Googled like Brian Schaefer plus smiley face. Wasn't getting a lot of stuff. Like people just dismiss it outright. And I'm like, I think that this is the case. So I reached out to Kevin to like, or I reached out to his like contact, whatever, to ask, yeah. like to see what they thought of it. And here's what he said. Well, I mean, he fit the pattern of our, our you know, our individuals. I mean, he was, you know, out, out drinking with friends. Um, he obviously was highly intelligent. He was, uh, in medical school and um, you know he was athletic build uh, even though he didn't have any uh, that he was in any sports and role in sports where a lot of our victims were you know athletes you know football basketball baseball lacrosse soccer state wrestling champs but you know he he was you know he was built I and mean, he was he was well built and he was a medical student he was at Ohio State a, a, a pretty prestigious university and he was coming from another brother's bar, which was the first thing that caught our, you know, our eye. And then, then I saw, we saw a video of what had transpired, that he was in a bar, he was talking, he seemed, he was functioning well. Um, there's a video of him riding up the escalator, and then, bam, he just disappears. I'm like, how the heck did he get out of there without being caught by camera? Somebody had to know what they were doing to be able to circumvent those cameras. When we were out there, we, um, you know, over, the, over the, the course of the investigation at this point, it was still, you know, early, but we had, we had been around at that point, I guess, 11 states, and, you know, now we've been through about you know, 35, 40 states, but we were through, at the time, 11 states and maybe 22 or 25 cities. And we had, you know, discovered 13 distinct symbols. Two of them are really, really really very identifiable and obviously one is a smiley face and the other one is, is the one that really sets you know uh you know sail to what who the specific uh, organization is you know so like i said if it was a biker group or it was this group or hey you would know who it is and um but we also have these other 11 symbols that are specific to different geographical areas like if it was Michigan and the upper, you know, Michigan, Minnesota, that type of area over there, the Dakotas, you have, you know, symbols, say, um, three, seven, nine. And then in New York on the East Coast, you might have ones that would be, you know, uh, you know, you know, four, six and eight or something like that. And over down south, you have other ones. And so we've seen these different symbols. So when where we were, uh, in Ohio and some other places in, in that area, we saw distinct symbols that were related to the group that were not the smiley face at the time. We said, geez, this is kind of wild. I mean, it sure doesn't appear to be, you know, the normal, what, what the police would say, the normal accidental drowning. This kid, you know, was wiped off the face of the earth when he had a big vacation and a trip 
paid for already with his uh, fiance the next day does not appear to be, you know, random or accidental at this time, you know, just from that information alone. Besides the fact that our graffiti shows, our group was there and he was followed, well, we believe followed, but he was first seen in a brother's bar and then winds up making it over to the Ugly Tuna Saloon and never makes it, never being seen even leaving there. And you don't think, like, it's possible that he fell in the construction site and then somehow just got like trapped in there because I've read that theory a lot. No, I yeah, I didn't see anything. It wasn't like it wasn't like a new building that you know, like mm-hmm. you know, when it's brand new construction and like you know that's you know like like the mob used to do, throw the body in real quickly and then they lay the cement over the next day. You'd have to take down the whole skyscraper to find the body. You know the old Jimmy Hoffa thing out in, in, in uh, the Meadowlands. But you know, it's, I don't think it's that kind of scenario. They were doing construction in it. I don't. They, I didn't see any real areas where where it was major, major where a body would have been covered up and uh, nobody would have seen the body. I mean, I didn't even see that kind of level of concrete where the the, the, the construction crew would came back the next day and say, "Hey, wait, what's going on here? We had this all ready to go today." And so, you know, the, I think they would have been able to tell if somebody had walked through their construction site. There was, I didn't see anything. With, and, and like I said, great amount of, you know, liquid concrete that was being poured on top of, uh, which could have been a look, an area where, you know, they could have disposed of a body. I didn't see any of that when we were there. I think probably more likely at this point in time, Brian probably was targeted. But if he wasn't, he was, uh, if he was just randomly observed in Brothers Bar, uh, somehow engaged in conversation with somebody and they found out that he was, a, you know, a medical student from Ohio State University, and, you know, they, they, they knew about his academic, you know, uh, you know, his, his high standing and, and obviously academics, number one. And the fact that he was, you know, good looking, well built, you know, he fits the criteria of, of a lot of our kids, you know, physically. And whoever it was, if he wasn't strategically targeted, though, I believe he was. They, they put eyes on him. They said this guy would be somebody that we'd be interested in. They either went over or followed him. I, I, I didn't see anything about anybody following him. There was somebody following him up the escalator at the one point, but they said that they had the police had spoken to the individual, so um, he wasn't with Brian at the time. He, he had been with other friends. Seems like somebody followed him over to that location, and had, you know somehow somewhere in the night they were able to you know put GHB in his in his drink and then removed him from the bar through the construction area. That's the only way he could have got out to circumvent that camera. And the only hallway that we went through that had a camera that wasn't operative that night was the one that we went through that came out on the adjacent corner to the front of the building, which was almost parallel to the parking garage. And if, like I said, if you stayed along the building line, a car could have came right out from the parking lot, rolled up right up there, the guy, one guy could have held him, hey, you know, leaning against the wall as if he was like drunk or whatever in case anybody saw anything walking by. And then the car rolls up, they put him right in the car, whisked him away. And now the, 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 the problem is we had never real, we, we have a few bodies that have never been recovered, but we don't have a, you know, we even have some bodies where people have said they didn't make mistakes. We have, you know, injuries. But usually we always figured if there was severe injuries, we wouldn't find the bodies. Um, now, now if something happened to Brian, since he was a big, big man, uh, if, if he fought and the injuries was, you know, that, that visible that they felt like they had to get rid of the body, 
they got rid of it or they just, it was going to be one of those situations where they were going to dispose of the body in a different means than they normally do, which was just usually put it in water. But he so, says that he knows how they got him out of the bar. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Kevin, this, I know he can't, t- obviously he can't tell us because Kev. they're still actively investigating this and the FBI doesn't really take this theory very seriously. Rude. I know, but honestly, like this is I I kind of think that this is what happened. And the psychic, I know you hate this, but the psychic huh. did tell the dad that he's in a body of water. It could be. That's why the dad and and Derek were like also scouring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many layers it's to this pretty weird crazy. case. I know. Uh, I want to know more. I it, here's the thing though. After 15 years, this is this is where I get a little. I mean, I'm, I'm sad that people die, but I I get a little bummed that like at this point the. Bodies are probably pretty decomposed. I mean, like this D- is fifteen like years between the like, camp disappeared. And I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, like I guess especially bones, if you're submerged in water. Of, but but bones do they hold stuff? I don't know. Like I mean, do, can you can you? Well, I guess so. I mean, well, think yeah, about, they can think test about it, like tombs and stuff like that. They right, find for bones sure. and things that they found. They found dinosaur bones. Right. Shit. So there's a possibility that bones could still be found. But this that's like so kind morbid. of I know, but that's kind of the only hope that we would ever have, unless he really is this, just alive in the U.S. Virgin Islands. That's what I'm saying, unless he's he's playing fucking oboe somewhere. Oboe. <laughs> Sound like a fun I like instrument. that. That's the instrument that you gave him. It's an oboe or a tambourine, <laughs> oboe. nothing else. <laughs> or ukulele, but um. That's wild. I really wish. It's I really so, I wish know it sounds know. like totally fucking crazy. And literally most people on Reddit were like, fuck that theory. That's bullshit. But I'm like, honestly, there know, are so many Kevin. similarities yeah. that like. And also when I talked to all these guys like Kevin and there were like a few other NYPD detectives, I was like, uh, you guys have convinced me. And the smiley face killers have not been caught, right? Well, because at this point, no one believes it. No one really stuff. believes it yet. Like the FBI is like, no, this is not a thing. So they're kind of investigating it like on their own time. Um, and also like they believe it's an organized group of people. So not just one peop- person. Yeah. Right. No, it's killers. So yeah, it's yeah. like, it would be really hard to also catch throughout anyone. the years. I'm sure that they've like also got new members. I would assume if this is a real thing. Yeah. I believe it. I know. Right. That was crazy. <sighs> if you guys know it, does anybody have any tips about the smiley face killers? Um, I, there's not a whole lot out there. Like, they have that oxygen special. I, I've just read a lot of stuff in like weird corners of the internet, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You go, you go far. You go. You, you <laughs> Thank sp- you. you. Say you what you want about me, <laughs> <laughs> but you go far. I don't even understand mm-hmm. Reddit. So I appreciate the, the inside for that. Thank you. It, it makes me curious about all these things, but Thank if you, you guys have any information on, if you know anything about the serial face, if any of you have deep dived, deep dived and smiley face, come colors. to us. Yeah. Um, that could be like, I mean, whatever I could do an entire podcast just on, that because there's so many like there's so many murders and so many like they're all drownings and it's, it's just so weird like you could cover each one probably per episode and then it's it's crazy I mean, moral of the story don't live by the water huh <laughs> bummer don't be a college-aged man at a bar yeah yeah i mean hey that's what they tell women it's like I hey mean, how do you like it honestly honestly um I, I will say there's not really any updates either. No. For this case. Um, I and did also read there wasn't even that much media coverage, which is kind of crazy because for a case that I feel like has such a good hook, yeah. like such a crazy hook, like a man walks into a bar, never walks out. Like you would think that this would be all over the news, but it, there really wasn't a lot. There yeah. was like local coverage. I guess because there really wasn't anything. I guess that's true. Yeah. There really wasn't anything more besides this, this thing. Oh, there's also, uh, we're also going to try and track down the, um, the voicemail that he sent to Alexa, but that's 
Alexis. Yeah. Alexis? Alexis. Alexis. But that that's there's really nothing more besides that. No. There is still a um I, I read this one thing that says that there's still a tip line and they still kind of receive like one to two tips a a week or mm-hmm. a day or something. They're still receiving stuff, but but truly and honestly, there are no updates on this case. Well, but thank you guys so much for listening. Um if you're on Instagram, follow us NATC Pod and um join the Facebook group, not another true crime group. It's a very fun time. Um Email us, NATC at badges.com if you have any like tips, info, suggestions for future episodes. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram, Sarah F. Carter. You can follow me on Instagram at CaseFaceB, Case with a C. And you can follow Danny at Cashmere Danny. Oh, you're so nice. Cashmere with a K. I was going to be like, and none for Danny. <laughs> Bye. And none for you, Gretchen Wieners. And Glenn Coco. Yes. And if you guys follow us on Instagram, you know that like we suck at coming up with these sign-offs. So we, yeah, we use your them. ideas. So send us them. Um, we're we're going to try to just cycle through them. Uh, this one is actually coming from Danny because he misses <laughs> us so much. Hi, Danny. What a loser. Just kidding. We love him. Here we go. I love the sign up though. Yes. If you do the crime, we've got the time to make a Google Doc about it. <laughs> Betches.